Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. It is here where we try to bring you everything, every time for everybody. And, you know, it's another, it's going to be another Sunday broadcast for you. So hopefully everyone is enjoying their, their morning, have had their coffee, have had, you know, some toast and some eggs and all those things that I did not have this morning. But, you know, I always have to get that juice going when I get in the studio anyway, so hopefully we'll get some of that going today. But all I can tell you is that we have a slate of guests that will wow you, and that's kind of all that matters, right? Um, I am just so happy to be with you always every week. You know, we are the Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show, and this has always been a pleasure of mine for the last three years. We are now entering our fourth year, actually, of broadcasting this exact broadcast to you. So thank you guys so much for being supportive over the years. And I just know that 2017 has a brightness that has never been brighter. We are going to bring you, bring it to you like no, you know, no other body, nobody's business. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. But today I'm going to start out with somebody that I just totally adore. And I've had the privilege of interviewing her several times. And we always have a blast because she's fun, witty, and just extremely bright and intelligent. And, you know, one of those gals who just like doesn't hold back, tells you how it is and you'll laugh, but you'll think at the same time. And who am I talking about? None other than the legendary, the wonderful Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra, how are you, dear? I love that introduction. (laughs) I I needed that on a snowy day in New York City, my love. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, honey. I'm so... No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. How are you? It's been a while. Like, I don't think we spoke until the last time you were here in San Francisco on your last show, which... It's been about two years. Was that Phil the Bernhardt a couple years ago? Or which one was honey, that? You don't, honey, who knows? They just blend together now, right? They just it's blend just together. Blur. Everything's a blur. You know? After, like, after 40 years in this business and, you know, doing so many fun stops in my favorite city, San Francisco, I mean, you know. 40 years? Wait, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that you started, like, at four doing this. I forgot. I know, I know. You, you, well, were, I chi- you were a child I prodigy. I forgot. I was in utero. <laughs> <laughs> you were a child prodigy. Um, I came out with a, a top hat and a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my mother's dismay. Right. And 32 hours of labor. But <laughs> exactly. No, I, I was the fourth child. I think I probably just slipped. You just slipped, right. right. She probably had a cocktail in one. She probably had a cocktail in one. <laughs> yeah, not my mom. You know, my mother was an artist, and she never touched a drink. She was always like, oh, my God, there must have been dust on those mints. You know, <laughs> you know, you know my legendary mother. Well, you, you know, the one thing that I always love about your shows, though, is that they do come out of, like, you're, you're now presenting a new show to us anyway, something that you've actually um, kind of premiered last year in New York as well as L.A., yeah. Um, called, um, why don't you tell us what it, it is called? It's Sandra Monica Boulevard, Coast to Coast. I, I, I love how you always put your name in there somewhere. I know, isn't that funny? It's really a hybrid. It's a hybrid of the show I did last year at Joe's Pub and then um, sort of did a, a little bit of it in L.A. and then put a new show together just now over the holidays through New Year's Eve at Joe's Pub this year. So it's a hybrid of two shows. Um, you know, I do a new show every year at Joe's Pub, and mm-hmm. honey, I break the shit down and I break <laughs> it out, and I kick it into high gear. And so, let the children know what's going on. That's what you have to do. You um, know what I mean? There's so, and there's so much to let them know right now. I mm-hmm. mean, really and truly. I mean, what can we say? I, well, this is a hot mess. Well, and this and this there there is a concept. Uh, there's always this kind of a concept of your shows based on I know well on the things that I've seen, that of your travels, of where you've been and where you've gone and who you've talked to and what you heard, what you've observed, and then you put of course the Sandra spin on it. Yeah. And and put out there and and this one is called the Coast to Coast. So it was is this kind of a culmination of some things over the last year or so 
of your stops and because you kind of yeah. you kind of take us down a little memory lane a little bit yes. on this one, don't you? Yes, I'd like to like go back a little bit and go forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. and and then keep you right in the moment. Okay. With a little yeah. song and dance added in there. Because we oh, can't yes. forget I'm, about that. I'm bringing that. up the Sandyland Squad Band from L.A., honey. The original, the, the core, Mitchie Kaplan, Denise Frazier, Nisi Rocks, and Chris Jacks. They're all driving up Highway 1, honey, right into San Francisco. And we're going to blow your mind. Oh. Songs, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the next. Now, you're no, I never tell my songs. Because I, yeah, because you don't. You don't. You kind of you, you throw it at us like, you know, what's she going to do? What's she going to what's she gonna sing? And then sometimes. No, some good shit. Okay. And I love it. And I love because you start off that way. You get us going right at the beginning. We're in high gear sitting in the audience right after that opening number. I, I'm glad to hear that. I hope so. Because that's always, you know, I want to bring people up. I want to entertain people. And I want the conversation to be smart. And as you said in my in introduction, I think now more than ever where people are just so damn lazy and, and taking their information from unreliable sources, you've go. yeah. you got to come to the font and, and you know, the, 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 you have to sit at the, the foot of the, of the mistress, honey, yeah. and hear the truth broken down. Now, were you a part, because you're in New York... Were you involved or a part of the Women's March in New York? This well, you know I was. I, I know it, but I just wanted to have you tell me. I, oh, honey, I know you were. Amazing. It was inspiring. The ladies, the men, the, the people of color, Planned Parenthood. I was marching with the women in the publishing world. We were turning the shit out. I was here with my girlfriend, Sarah. My daughter, our daughter was marching in D.C., Oh, my God. My sister out. lives there. That, I'm glad that she... Oh, she's a feminist, honey. She's a young... Well, she's your baby, honey. What are you talking about? She, uh, of course she's a feminist. What are you... <laughs> baby fam, honey. She is smart, reading, engaged, interested, caring, on top of the shit. And I'm so proud of her. Oh, wow. That's what you... You know what? You just started a new uh, 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 clothing line. <laughs> baby, 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 fam. baby fam. That that you that, know what? that that's, that's a bad idea. I better, I better. You better, you better coin first. that now. We've got uh -huh. some witnesses here. You have copyright rights I, to that I right now. Get on that. <laughs> well, I'm glad because I and I know that you've always been. You know, you've allowed your daughter to express herself in so many great ways at an early age, and and have introduced her into. Our, the reality of our world at a very young age and give and helped her get, get the tools that she needs to assimilate all that That's you know right. you, you've done all of that and I'm really glad that she's out there you know I was just reading something the other day where Malia Obama was at a protest for uh, the pipeline the Dakota pipeline and you know just like you know, good for her. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, I mean, you know, just like, we left off this bitch and I'm going to be out here and I'm walking. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the young women know how, how urgent it is mm -hmm. to stay unified now more than ever. Because we should have had a different president in the White House right now. And it should have been a woman. And it's a damn crime. Well, and, and, and unfortunately, we were paying the price for that already in the first week oh. of, of him being in Are office. You Are know, ever. And, and this is a really scary time. And we need people like you um, to do what you do because you, you know, you wham us. You hit us in the face. You really do hit us in the face with some real strong stuff. But you do it in a way that we can receive it, um, you know, you know, kind of in a, a, a laugh at it a little bit. But we can receive it, process it when we go home and go, God, Santa really hit us with some stuff I didn't really think about. You know? Thank you. I, I mean... My my main goal is always to entertain, as you, know. you know, but it's got to be infused, like your show, with intelligent conversation. And, you know, when we're in a crisis, which is what we are now, you, you people like us have to be on the front line. we got to yeah. put ourselves out there. There's just no two ways about it. Now, on the Santa, Santa Monica Boulevard, coast to coast, you're coming back to the Regency Ballroom. Yes. And I think the last time you were here, w was that the first time you had been at the Regency? That was the first time I played the Regency. Yeah, and so you must have liked it. Uh, well, I, you know what? It's a two-way street. They, I like them, and they like oh, great, me. Oh, great, great. They, they, they like don't like you. They don't invite <laughs> you back. How does that grab you? <laughs> But yeah, and I, I, I remember last time because you were a little concerned. I remember because you, you hit me up, girl. When you get a, when you get an email directly from Sandra to say, "Girl, I need your help," 
because I'm coming to the Bay Area and I'm coming to this place I've never been before, and I need right. you to get help. You need to call the troops, you know. Yes, baby. And, uh, and I, you know what? In this day and age, we always need to call the troops. You know, but you, pa- you packed it. Just you packed it. Seven wins. Yes, I did, and I want to pack it again this year, honey. Yeah, because... you packed it. February sixteenth. It's two days after Valentine's Day, so I'll bring the love. You, <laughs> you bring it... the sa- You bring the sex. I'll bring the. love. You bring the love. Okay, that sounds sounds really good. Now, you, what are you going to be doing on um, on television? Because you did make a return back for some brief some brevity last year on a yes. few shows. Yeah, uh, you run I'll be back in back in it again soon. Yeah, but I also have my daily radio show, Sandy You show do, Sandyland. Sirius XM, which has really been fun. But um, I've got, I'm, working on a, I'm working on a couple of projects that I'm writing myself with uh, some other people, one of which will be a co-starring with um, Justin Vivian Bond. Oh! So we're working on that, and I'm working on another project that's based on my first years in L.A. as a manicurist by day and a performer by night. Mm-hmm. So that's happening, but I'm also up for, um, you know, it's pilot season, um, it's acting season, so I'll be getting up for a lot of stuff, and, you know, people are always calling for me, sometimes my, my, my dates don't work out, but I will be back sometime in the next few months, shoot, at least shooting something that will turn around, you know. Everything turns around quickly now. Yeah. So you, you, you I'm don't working need, on all that. Which is good, I'm glad. And we need some, um, what I was telling people before, right, I keep saying to people is that, you know, we are entering these these real tough times. And usually in history, as we look back to those tough times, is usually an art renaissance of some sort happens during that. And um, I said, if there's any positive thing that I could even put in my mind right now is kind of an excitement of seeing what kind of stuff and all forms of art that is going to come out of the these next four years or what have you. Um, and I think television needs to respond to that into some things that are definitely fun, but also hits on the subject matter at hand. And hopefully you're going to be involved with something like that. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you said it all, and I think that's going to be happening. I think people are probably sitting down right now and, you know, got their computers open and typing it up because it, it's going to be crazy, and we've got to, like, get underneath it. Yeah. Now, do you have all your dates um, coming up? on your website about the Sandra Monica Boulevard kind of yeah. tour that you're doing? Yeah, you're... well, you know, I just do dates throughout the year. It's not. It's never really a proper tour. Mm-hmm. After um, San Francisco, I'll be in Atlanta and Fort Lauderdale, and then, you know, there's some there's other dates uh, under work, you know, under work right now. So, you know, it's just uh, how things roll out, you know. But I never do, like, a proper tour tour i could never be on the road and indefinitely like that would drive me nuts yeah well you, you know well you're at that you know like you, you've got all these other projects going on if you you know when the call comes and say girl we need you in the studio you got to be available well exactly <laughs> I, you just hit the nail on the head i don't like to overbook myself with live dates because then you got to get out of them mm-hmm. so when, when a good date comes up you know with my shows i pop out i do them and i get back home because you never know that is correct. Now we again we are here specifically to talk about you know we were to talk about your your uh, arrival here back in San Francisco on February sixteenth at the Regency Ballroom. It is Sandra Monica Boulevard, coast to coast. If anyone out there has never ever, which I can't believe there's anybody who listens to this show has never ever seen a Sandra Bernhardt show, but if you haven't, this, treat yourself. Treat make this a part of that last. That New Year's resolution that you missed, you know what I mean? That you, exactly. you you weren't you weren't going to expand your horizons. Well, you need to do that and go online. I think it's at the. I'm trying to, um, you know, multitask here and find. I didn't write it down, but I wanted to it's try. Regency Ballroom. There you dot go. Com okay. Slash. What is it? Slash. Just go to regencyballroom.com and you'll find it on the day. Yeah, there. you or find it. San, or go to San, sandrabernhard.com and there will be a link. To guide you, but just go. You know, Google her so. name, February sixth. You know, we got all this wonderful thing. Have your daughter, yeah. your twelve-year-old daughter, do it for you. If that, is that what you need? You know, because that's exactly. they do. Def- <laughs> get the kids out. Get the kids. Get the kids involved. You know, it's always a joy talking to you. I just, you know, love it. Now I'm gonna have to tell you right now. I'm gonna go on the record now. I'm gonna go live with these people now. I will be out of town on the sixteenth of February. Is that? Are you gonna forgive me for that? 
I will always forgive you, baby, because sometimes the, the dates don't match up. Yeah. But thank you for always for your support and your love and your insight and your wisdom and all the great things that you bring to the airwaves and to performance and to artists like me who need a platform to get the word out. Well, we try. We try to do all I of know, that. I know we do, baby. Okay. Well, thank Lots you for your time. Fun. And, you know, Always. bundle up, bundle up. I am, baby. Okay. I'm back now. I'm done with the outdoors, the great outdoors today. Okay. Kisses. <laughs> Kisses to you, honey. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. That's Sandra uh-huh. Bernhardt, again, coming to the wonderful San Francisco with her sure-to-be-fabulous show, Sandra Monica Boulevard, Coast to Course, February 16th at the Regency Ballroom. Please come and check it out for her. But we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back with our next guest, Mr. Mike Drayden. Okay, we'll be right back. It's early for Mike, but he'll be ready, I know. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marga Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boys came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face with today's thought leaders. We're back. I was like saying that. I was like my Johnny Carson thing. Here's BB, right? No, that doesn't work. I don't have a sidekick, but we'll have to work on that sometime. Is add, add, um, you know, the producer in the booth. Every now and again, you know, when Kenny's here, I, I usually give him a little talking point. You know, I have him there. Maybe she like Michelle. Michelle's working the board today, but um, but welcome back. And we, you, if you've been listening, you heard um, the wonderful Sandra Bernhard on the phone about her new show that she is taking on the road throughout the year and stopping in to see you in a city near you, hopefully. But she will be in San Francisco on February 16th with her new show, Sandra Monica Boulevard, Coast to Coast. Um, It is at the Regency Theater. So if you want to get tickets, you can go to, we do believe it's www.regencyballroom.com. If not, hit up sandrabernhard.com and that will be a link there for you to get some direct tickets. You cannot miss her. And particularly during the time, the times as they are here in the U.S., you know, Mrs. Sandra got some stuff to say. And um, (laughs) it will definitely be something that you need to hear, trust me. But now we're moving on to my next guest, who is just as equally vocal and just as equally talented. And just, well, I'm not going to say he's just as equally handsome because that would be kind of, I don't know what that, you know. But he is, you're beautiful, equally beautiful. Um, All the way from New York again. This is my New York show. All the way from New York again. And we have Mike Drayden. How are you, boo? Hey, Dee how are you? I am fine. It's so good to... It's really interesting because was it last year we ran into each other in... 
uh, where were we? Um, Chicago. Yeah, it was Chicago. And Randy, we were down yeah. there, yeah. and we ran. We were staying in the same hotel. It was really funny. <laughs> and we ran into each other, and we talked about your show, uh, your yeah. your web series. And then, lo and behold, the new year comes up, and, you know, I go, I need to call Mike up and get him on the show, and here we are. So, um yeah. It's so neat to have you, um, and you've got your Thank new you. show, Thank Last you. Last Call. Yes, Last Call. Um, it's it's been quite a roller coaster ride. This has so, been a journey, hasn't it? This has been a journey for no, <laughs> yeah. but but again, come on, let's think about. It. You're an independent um, producer, writer, all actor. You're doing all yeah. this stuff, and people need to know the tenacity that it takes to get you stuff done. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really. Uh, it's gotta be everything your soul to make it, make things happen. Especially in this day and age, you just got to be focused mm-hmm. and uh, want to see your dreams come true. And I, I mean, I've, I've ridden that ride before, where there's, um, you know, a lot of false starts, and I think I'll try this direction or that direction, and instead of just following my gut instincts. And once I let all that stuff fall away, I just went with my gut, and everything just falls into place and you and you just accomplish everything you want to well last call is an internet web series um which you know over the last let's i'll put a number on it even though it's probably not accurate but i'll put over the last five years or so where it's definitely grown in the popularity of how many people are choosing to get their entertainment you know the web series instead of you know through the normal networks uh or even you know your hulus i mean even those those things are massively popular don't get me wrong but i think for kind of things out of the box type of um programming Uh that directly to me addresses our attention span because like many in your show included their shows aren't the episodes aren't very long no they're not you know, and your show addresses that because they're kind of hit it and quit it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the I think the uh, idea is, like you said, um, our attention spans are so so short now, which because we're we're inundated with information and advertising and 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 nonsense and and news and or fake news, depending on who you follow. Um, <laughs> that we're and then living our daily lives, we don't have a lot to uh, a lot of time to devote to sitting still. And I even myself. Um, sitting still for too long, I start getting antsy, and then I'll just, you know, pick up my phone and go to my computer, or I'll go outside, or I'll go to the gym, and then, then I start all over again, and it becomes a, a cycle. So I I, um, I think everyone's mentality now is that instant gratification uh, to get the entertainment they want, and then keep it moving. And you, don't, and, you're, and you want people to come back, so, you know, you give them a little taste, and they'll come back for more and for more and for more. Yeah, and you kind of leave them a little bit of a hanger to kind of like get that next one on. Now, last call. Where did this um, last call? You play. You play in it as well. Your yes. company, yes. Uh, Mike Drayden Media, is one of the producers of the show, um, yes. in conjunction with some really great folk out there. Yeah. Um, but how did this I develop? What is what is what is this base? Is this your life to a certain extent, or is it? Your life yeah, with, is, a, with a little bit of <laughs> twist to it. There, there's, um, yeah, it is based a lot on my my life um, with a lot of creative license, and um, some of the names have been changed to protect them. Well, <laughs> the let me let me others. let me let me just say this though: there is no creative license to some of the butt shots that are in this uh, uh, in this show. That that is not a creative license. That is your butt. Well, yeah, I can't do my clothes off for anything, can I? <laughs> that, that is Mike's butt in there, so I just want to make sure, because, I, you know, people will take this stuff literally, like, oh, that's my, a body double. No, that, that no, is his that, butt. that's my hairy ass. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but you, uh, play, uh, yeah. you play, so Leo Ocean, I think, is, is your character. That's, that, that is Mike. Yes, that is me, okay. um, a little bit. I mean, well, Leo is not me, but um, Leo plays and tells the story of, some of my experiences and most people know me from um well when i was younger you know i did some off broadway and um, some independent films but most people know me as porn star mike drayden and um i i got into that as, on a lark um i don't know if you remember damien cross he and i, I are, yeah. are pretty decent friends and when he was living in new york um he was bartending at a club we all went to and i said listen i'm thinking of doing this and 
long story short, he said, go for it. I went for it, and then it just ballooned from there, and mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to go anywhere, really. Um, and I just had some fun with it. But when, it, when I came to the end of that journey and decided, you know, I didn't really want to continue doing this, even behind the camera, which I had a lot of opportunities to continue, um, I left New York, went to L.A., stayed there for a while to figure stuff out and to re- to rediscover myself and find myself again. And while I was there, I realized I, I needed to finish my theater degree. I needed to uh, pursue the dream I always had, and mm-hmm. that was, <laughs> and here I'm going to date both of us, um, I wanted to be the next Michael J. Fox. Remember, Family Ties was the biggest who, who Who's show that? Michael? Who, what was his <laughs> name? I'm not sure I'm familiar with him. <laughs> You're dating yourself, honey, not me. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> So um, I came back to New York. I finished my theater degree. Um, I auditioned for and got into the repertory company and got in a master class. And, and it just, again, another uh, following your gut moment, and it just ballooned from there. So mm-hmm. in the course of, you know, hitting the audition circuit and, um, you know, a lot of no, 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 and rejection and finding different things to do, um, I was watching um, a video on uh uh, Facebook, I think it was, and uh, it was how people are, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong. I was reading an article on how people in the industry are finding or creating opportunities for themselves, and now I remember it was an issue, uh, an issue of uh, Backstage, and a web series came up, and people were creating their own content, and as I'm sitting there, I thought, well, this, this is interesting. I am sitting on five years of experience that no one else has. Um, I've worked in corporate America for 10 years. I was a real estate, att- uh, um, a real estate agent. For time after that, I worked in fitness um, at, at gyms and managed gyms for a very long time. And then I got into the adult entertainment industry, and nobody has that combination of life experience like I have. So I thought, okay, let me write my memoir. I figured... You know, if anything, you know, I'm just going to get it all out of my head and down on paper. And I'm writing and writing and writing, and then it hit me like a, like a brick in the jaw. I have a web series right here. Right. And this, this whole thing, and it could be multiple stories that could branch out into different kinds of shows with a core, a core story. And, oh, my gosh, well, who could play this person? And who could play that person? And it just started, you know, snowballing from there. Yeah, because you, you uh, hit upon all those things in the in the show, the real estate, you know, yeah. your, your, your Leo's family's in real estate, you know, dad yeah. and, and brother, the gym, yeah. we see a lot of you in the gym. We, well, we, yeah, we see a lot, <laughs> and I, I get, we see a lot of you in the gym, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, so all of that, and you're a bartender in this as well. Yeah, um, that's the cover story, but what happens is Leo ends up, you know, doing porn, and but no one knows yet, so, and as the story unfold, uh, people will start noticing him, recognizing him, and then he's going to have to explain this to his friends and family. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to give away just yet. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, on, on on YouTube now, there's only a couple of episodes. Because when did it actually, yeah. you did your, let, let's go back a little bit, because you were nominated for several awards at the Brooklyn Web Fest um, last yeah, year. Yeah. We, we entered the, uh, Kate Williamson has uh, become a really good friend of mine. I love um, him. He's uh, been on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah, we've, we've become really good friends, and he's been a mentor of sorts and helped me figure stuff out. And uh, uh, he said, listen, just keep going. It's going to happen. When you're ready, submit to the, to the fest and just do it. I'm yeah. like, okay, so well, I'm going to do it. We're going to take a and, break. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know how we got to do. We get. You know, I got my producer here waving the arm. The bill. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial with the wonderful Mike Drayden about his new web series, Last Call. So hold tight. We'll be right back. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. 
Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Well, we're back, and, um, you know, we're having some fun, and we're talking to Mike Drayden out of New York. Hello. Mike, yes. in New York. And, um, I'm in New York, baby. You're a New York, baby. Um, talking about his new uh, web series, Last Call, which um, happened to um, do very well in the nomination department at the Brooklyn Web Fest uh, early or yeah. late part of 2016. I think it was like November or something that the the awards oh, were. October. 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 Okay. Yeah. And um, and you were nominated like in four different categories straight out the box there, Boo. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were we held off um, releasing it um, until uh, after the the Web Fest, and that uh, because we were considered under. Um, premiering uh, shows. Uh, mm -hmm. There were quite a number of shows that were premiering at the Webfest, and we were one of them. And so we submitted um, our first two episodes, and we were nominated for premiere uh, show. For We were uh, nominated for the Audience Award, for the Made in New York Award, and the Emerging Voices Award. Mm -hmm. And all of those, when I got the, the notice on that, I thought I was, <laughs> I was not reading correctly that we were nominated, and it's it, it just baffled my mind, and it, it was such an honor, and, and made me feel really, really good that um, everything that I've gone through up to that point with the cast and the crew and everybody being a part of it, um, we we were honored. And yeah, and you, as you should it, be. Yeah. Now the first, the two episodes that you showed at the Webfest are the two episodes yeah. that are currently on YouTube, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. and I will tell you looking at them as an audience person and a person, you know, going through like you hope everybody else does, I kept looking for more. I kept looking, I kept, <laughs> I kept scrolling through. <laughs> okay, where's, yeah. where's, where's, where's episode three? Where's, where, where's episode four? And then, you know, you do have some vaccine stuff going on, but I kept, where's, where's the freaking yeah. episode? I want, <laughs> I want to look at the rest of it. It is yeah. that good. I'm going to tell people out there, number one, Thank it's you. shot very well. It's, it's really Thank shot you. very Thank well. You. And I didn't feel... I, that I have to give credit to uh, A.J. Mattioli and uh, my director, Baltimore Russell, on those two episodes. For They are two of the most amazing people in the business. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, yeah. I well, well I, I just want people to know that, you know, we know what the Internet does allow you to do. The Internet does allow us independent people to get their, their work out there. The unfortunate yeah. thing that the Internet does not do is it does not weed through the good and the bad. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does not do. And I just want people to know because we do, like you said, people are inundated with, with stuff you know, yeah. on the internet, yeah. and I just want to help them a little bit and let them know, you know, what's good and what's bad. This is the good stuff. This is the one that you're going to watch, and it doesn't look like, you know, your amateur nephew had his little movie camera and put it on the internet and labeled it a web series. No, that's not what this is. This is a Although show. That there are plenty of uh, funny funny and, there are. and things up there. It, it there was, are. I'm a, not... This whole genre has allowed the creative soul to do their thing and just show show it, and what, however it's received is the, the way it's going to be. But it allows the creative person to have that accomplishment, and I think I think YouTube should be praised from here until the end of time for being allowing that platform. To, to, I I agree so, exactly. I agree, yeah. but you know, but I got to help people out because there's like a billion things to watch on there, and so we don't want yeah. them to go through. <laughs> 
you know, 10 million of them before they get to last call. I'm trying to help them, okay? I'm trying to help them. Don't do that. Just go right to last call. They follow us 100%. You know? um, Shooting again in May, uh, right before IML, which I will be there again this year. Okay, in Chicago. And then um, after that, we pick up again in June, and then two more episodes will shoot in July, and then the first season will be done, and we're going to, I know it sounds like a long way to go, but it's going to be so much so much to work on. Uh, it'll be August, uh, right around the fall, to, for the, the next episode. But the reason we're holding off that much is juggling uh, schedules. A lot of our cast are in other projects, and um, uh, they're doing this completely for free. The crew is doing this completely for free on some cases, and um, we all have to coordinate with each other. And because they value it and love it so much, they're in, in it 100%. And, they're invested, uh, so I, yeah. I work around. Yeah, they're 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 time time that's it. Now the thing is, this is an LGBT, um, you know, web series, and we've got a lot yes. of stuff going on that yes. affect us. And I mean, yes. and I, and, and though your your show, I mean, it's dramatic. There is some light-hearted. You have some characters that are kind of light-hearted and, and funny, and, and whatnot. Yes. But are since you have these other um, episodes being shot coming up, are you going? To, I don't know if all the the shows are written or not. Are, are there any incorporation at all of some of the what's going on in the times right now, or or you just have a script and we're sticking to that and and that's it? Or the it? only it's it's already written. I mean, there's mm-hmm. room for making tweaks and throwing stuff in there. I, as an actor, and my friends who are actors, we know you know improv in the moment, being truly in the moment, anything can happen. So mm-hmm. the door is always open for everyone to uh, to do their thing. And if it works out, it works out. If not, you know, we just stick to the script. What I can tell you uh, is part of the story is um, prep is a big part of season one. Mm-hmm. And um, sexuality is a big part of season one, and what makes us um, the same as opposed to what makes us different. I think that because of the current political climate, um, I think women issues and trans issues are going to be very, very prevalent and upfront. Um, Bianca Lee, one of our leads, who appeared in um, Hurricane Bianca with mm-hmm. Bianca Del Rio, she's, she plays one of my best friends in this show, and I've known Bianca for many years. Um, and she's, she's an incredible actress. She's going to be such a, uh, I guess, a champion for uh, trans women um, in their visibility, in their creativity, in their... In their um, their kindness and what they bring to society as a whole, as human beings. Um, and, of course, safer sex. I mean, even when I was doing porn, one of my big things was always, you know, safer sex. Uh, but having PrEP available now and a lot more uh, uh, accessible to many who didn't have it before, um, that's a part of the story that needs to be told. And, you know, fighting and marching and, and keep being in the face of government and letting them know we're not going backward it could it could show up there i mean i'm going to the rally in dc in may um i'm going to be in chicago i'm going to be in new york rally i was born the year of the stonewall riots i was uh, three months old oh, wow. when it happened and of course i will be there 100 percent. so who's to say maybe it will be but i think that the story that um i'm telling in this story is about a guy who was down on his luck and he just went for it just because he needed to do it you know and mm-hmm. where that road takes me we don't know but right now it's It'll be the, the journey that I wanted the audience to join me on. And going forward, we'll see. Yeah, well, and in here in the story, too, you have some dynamics with you and your brother in the show, so you have some family stuff yeah. who are dealing with yeah. your your father's death and, and all yeah. of that. So you, you do cover, you know, some, some things that are um, sensitive, um, you know, as well, that's outside of, so, so to speak, LGBT, but, you know, dealing with one's death and dealing with trying to deal with your relative about the money and all that kind of stuff, that's yeah. also involved in, in the in the show. And you hit upon, you know, your co-stars, but there are also some great guest appearances that you have slated to be involved on there. One that, of course, that I love to see is that Billy Porter is... Yeah. <laughs> I lo- no, yeah, okay, um, come on, Kiki, come on, get your boots on, boo. Um, I love him, and he was actually here over... Uh, Folsom Street Fair uh, this yeah, past yeah. year and did a, did one of our boat cruises that I happened to host. So um, I love Billy. So how do you get like that? You've got some great people, Billy Porter, Jack McEnroe, Mike Ruiz, who we love, um, not only as a director, but also the um, photographer, um, Michael Musto. Hey, if you can't get a good critique, 
you can always put the critic on the I, show. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, then my well, love, I, Sherry Vine, who was, was on the show like maybe about a month ago. Yeah, oh my gosh. These, these are friends of mine. I grew up, I mean, when I was like a baby gay in New York City coming out, I've met these guys and these people, and uh, they see me come up and from a long way. Um, you know, things have changed, contracts have changed, um, people's uh, schedules have changed. Uh, the last time I talked to Billy uh, was right before his wedding, well, right after his wedding. and um, But before that, you know, he was in the middle of doing Shuffle Along, so we didn't get to see a lot of each other. Mm -hmm. um, everyone else, you know, Sherry originally was going to play um, one of our uh, amazing characters. Um, right now we have to wait and see. I still want her to. Right now her schedule is not working out, but we'll, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. I think, and I'm always optimistic um, and work with whatever comes. But, um those are those are my hopes and dreams that they'll be like. Michael Musto, he I well I haven't talked to him in a while, but I know he'll he'll still play the part that I have him for, and he'll do it famously. Yeah, I'm I'm sure to be funny. Now, what are your plans with um, your media company? Um, you know, I, I I this is a great show. I'm sure you're you're yeah. hoping that you know this is kind of like how Kit's show um, you know got picked up for Netflix and yeah. know, some wonderful things well, that are going right on now. now yeah, um, I, actually, I talked to Kit about that, and I had, we had a part of the, at the Brooklyn Webfest, um, I sat in on one of the panels where, uh, I forget his name right now, but he's uh, the president of Wolf Distribution or Wolf Video, and learned how that process works. Um, if, to me, it's just, uh, and it's part of my competitive nature, but it's the, uh, the quality of the work I want to put out, I feel, is what's going to attract um, people to take us in that direction, mm -hmm. I think, and also the quality of the story, which is really well-received so far. So um, if it happens, I will be absolutely, I will let let that karma take me there. Um, but right now, I just have a story to tell. I have um, um, a skill I want to, um, many skills I want to um, develop, which is being in front of the camera, being a writer, um, being a creator. Um, and if I can, if I can help launch the careers of our sound guys, our DPs, our, our directors, our actors, anyone involved from every aspect. I will, I would cherish that above all else. Yeah. Um, but to getting a chance to, and also this, this project is really a calling card for all of us to use for when we go into that audition room or when we uh, respond to that uh, casting call or uh, that uh, production call. Um, hey, I worked on this, I did this, this is part of my resume. And if we can do that, that would be also another blessing and feather in the cap. Well, you also said, too, that you felt that there were um, not necessarily spinoffs, but other Possibly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> things on that, you know, like and I and I saw I see that particularly like, you know, there's a whole story with the, the gym. You know, I, yep. I, I love um, the scene where uh, you've got the front desk and I was like, OK, this could actually just be about the gym as well, you know, and develop a whole <laughs> cast there. And then you've got the whole your encounter with the waiter at the coffee shop. Uh, there's another, you know, you've had you're right. There's all these other little things where this could be also just yeah. a setting of another show, you know, that kind of. I think <laughs> it's really interesting that you picked up on that. And I think this is why I love you so much. You get it. <laughs> and those are the little Easter eggs that you're going to one day you're going to turn on a, a, a show and you're like, Oh wait a minute! I remember that. Wait, let me go back and check. Holy yeah. crap! That that came from here. Yeah. So you, you told, I like I said, I don't want to you know throw it all out there just yet, but there's a lot in in the pipeline and a lot of people uh, working with stuff on me here, and um, it's gonna be fun, and um, I'm excited to see it happen. Now you <laughs> did say that this originally started out as you putting your memoirs together. And, yeah, and then yeah. from that, you, hey, I've got a web series I can do right here. Well, what about the memoir? Are we going to go at some point, go back and, you know, because there's a difference, you know, putting it in yeah. a, a novel type of form versus your, your, scripts, your scripted series. Um, is that shelled for indefinitely or are we going to get, you know, the Mike Drayden story? <laughs> Um, I think, well, for now, my personal memoir is definitely on the side. It's sitting there. Um, there's notes. There's thoughts. There's a lot of stuff still um, swirling around in my brain. Um, but I'm not sure when I let that out just yet. Maybe when I'm 60, I'll, I'll let it all out. 
Oh, um, we got to wait but, that long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only it's only twelve years from now, so <laughs> that's a long yeah. time, honey. I know. Twelve years for me, honey. It could be a whole. You know, we'll have two more presidents by then, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have either uh, Michelle Obama or um, uh, uh, Cory Booker. Oh, okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Elizabeth Warren will find. There you go. We the, the choices are you know, it's getting the choices are getting deeper and deeper as we go move on with this administration. I tell you, it's crazy. Now you said you were going to be in D.C. for the march in May, but you know there is a D.C. Yeah. march slated for. Um, DC Pride, that's an actual June. Uh, maybe that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. June 11th. I just want to make yeah, sure. Because yeah. I don't want you to show up in May. Ain't yeah. nobody going to be there marching with you, okay? I just, no, you'd, be, you'd be there on your own. But. No, you're right. I'm actually looking at the calendar now. It is uh, The march happens the week before we start shooting again for, for June. Yeah, oh. that will be there. Because that following Friday is the New York Pride rally. And that's going to be tremendous, too. So. Oh, great. Um, but as far as the stories go, I'm, I'm, I mean, there's a lot that um, that can happen, and it's an uh, opportunity to, to work and create work for myself and for other people. And I don't think um, Last Call is going to be about my, my story and Leo's uh, journey. Um, maybe I'll appear in some of the other stuff, but I want to just see if I can create the stuff as a writer, director, producer, and see you know what kind of uh, people will come uh, be attracted to this and to this flow, um, because it'll be it'll be fun. My understanding of how the fitness industry and how real estate works is, uh, especially in New York City, uh, which is an, an anomaly outside of the rest of the world, um, is quite unique. And um, it'll be a fun story to tell. Some of it will be outrageous, and some of it will be ridiculous, and some of it will be so far that you wouldn't. Well, we're going to take an, another quick break, but Mike, I want, I'm going to just hold you for a little bit, if you can just hold for sure. just a second, um, because I want to ask you if there's a way for the public to get still involved with, because I know you had a Kickstarter quick, you know, earlier, so I want to oh, see yeah. if there's any way they can still get involved with that, but we'll be right back after this message. Chuck Spence. I'm the owner of the Maui Sunseeker LGBT Resort, and I'm also Vice President of Maui Pride. It's not just the only LGBT resort in Maui, it's the only LGBT resort in all of Hawaii, which is really kind of amazing. Maui Sunseeker actually started years and years before I even got involved. I came along as one of the owners a little bit later in, in life. I came to Maui back in 1978 and absolutely loved the island. I fell in love and I thought, this is where I want to live, this is where I want to be. And so from 1978 until 2008, I finally came alive with the dream and bought the Maui Sunseeker because I realized that this would be the next step in my life and um, thought that this would be an ideal situation because I could do something that, that was my own business rather than making money for other people. It's important to have a place where you know you can feel comfortable about yourself, you can feel loved, and you can feel welcomed by everybody. And I think that that's the ambiance that we try to create. And, and that's the message that, that we try to deliver in all of our ads and trying to bring people to Maui, is that you know we're not just an experience on Maui, we're an experience of Maui. When you think back years ago, how closeted we used to be, and you think about how suppressed we were back then to how open and accepting we are now. And, and it's, it's a good progression for society. It's good that people are, are not just you know, tolerating, but appreciating diversity. And that's the message, is that we really need to make sure that, that people appreciate diversity. I think that whoever you are, follow your passion. Follow what you believe in. Follow whether it leads you down the path of art or whether it leads you down a path of business or you know some other aspect of internet creativity um, follow that and and just be passionate about what you do spotlight on success and achievement is brought to you by wells fargo together we'll go far
Well, well, we're back and we're we're finishing up on our discussion with Mike Drayden um, with Mike Drayden Media, talking about his um, web series Last Call, which um, has done very well with their nominations at the Brooklyn Web Fest uh, last year, um, <laughs> with four great no, that was really good, four great nominations there, and you can check out their first two episodes, one and two, on. Uh, Last Call, um, the uh, YouTube channel there on yeah. YouTube. And I remember, and, uh, too, yeah. I, I, I do remember, I do believe a couple years ago, maybe it's been that long, you did have a Kickstarter, did you not, for, for the we series? We did. In the beginning, uh, we thought, uh, this is before we had any content, we just had an outline mm-hmm. and uh, some fun stuff going on. And we, I figured, well, let me just, you know, build it and they will come kind of thing. But what I discovered, you know, with my counterparts and uh, colleagues and the stuff that they've done, people want to see something to sink their teeth into and get excited about. So um, although we, I think we raised about 300 and some odd dollars um, in the first time around, but this time around we don't have, we don't have a, a crowdfunding campaign going. Um, I just feel that the, the market is saturated with different kinds of crowdfunding things, and I don't know that, um, that uh, people want to get involved in that way uh, right now. Uh, maybe we'll do it again. Um, I'm putting together a marketing team. That's the other uh, part of this uh, whole process is building my production company. Because uh, back in the day, I originally was planning it uh, to be an adult entertainment uh, uh, company. Uh, mm-hmm. But I realized that that's not really where I see the rest of my life going. So it's become a theater and uh, new media production company. And so a part of that is uh, developing and creating a marketing team that would know how to where to find money and how to raise funds because as being a creator and being all these things that we do in the arts which is uh, sadly underfunded uh, we have to find ways to fund our projects because you know we all have rents to pay we all have mortgages to pay we all have food to to eat and clothing to uh, put on our backs but how do we get started and there's always a uh a a tough start but uh once the ball starts rolling you know it's it's the um the uh, the long haul kind of uh, race. It's not something you want to do really fast. Well, well I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put you in touch off offline <laughs> with um, a a group of uh, young producers um, out of LA who uh, are looking for projects, and they have both of the gentlemen involved. They're looking for LGBT projects. Um, oh, okay. Um, and both of the gentlemen involved have worked separately with other companies successfully and getting shows on the air um, and whatnot. And they are now working on a project that, you know, I'm, have, uh, I totally adore and have um, <laughs> had, them, had the uh, creator of that show on, on my show. But it's a development of a show from a book. And yeah. um, they're really good at this, and you, you, you need to talk to them. I think. I think I need to have you talk to them. Well, I would appreciate. You that. know what I'm saying? I'm trying yeah, to secure me a guest hope- spot on your show. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> there is a That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get you to write me a note. Um, but yeah, you and and you're, it's right about that though. It is kind of that networking in that. Getting all the pieces to the right people, you know what I mean? Because right. you could be spinning yeah. your, like you said, you could be spinning your wheels forever. You could, it's a long process. You could be spinning your wheels and be caught in that one cycle where I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And um, but I think you need to talk to those guys, and I, I will definitely um, share that information with you and, and give you guys give you some introductions to that. Um, because I might... love that because Mike Trader Media is aside from from what I'm doing, it is. Like I said, it's a theater and new media production company, and I want it to be a resource for um, anyone who's creative, who has a script, who has an idea, who has a dream. And they come in that door and they say, hey, look, this is my idea. How can, can you help me get yeah. it up on stage or get it made? And, you know, sitting down and looking at it and running it and say, well, is this something I can invest my time and money in? Do I see the, that, that spark in the eye of the, this person creating this project? If it's there and they're committed to every step of the way, I want to be able to write that check to them and say, here, go create art, go create your dream, do that, and be a part of it. Um, And I think that's how a lot of good stuff happens when we all come together and and support each other and up. And I'll tell you, 
being a part of uh, Brooklyn West Side Cuisine, I'm a Brooklyn boy at heart, born and bred in Williamsburg and Greenpoint, meeting all these creative people from Brooklyn, from all over, who are participating in it, it's just fueled us and connected us in a way I didn't think would, I would ever meet. And um, Were you kind of giving us yeah. an outline of what's coming up in this plan of, of the last call up through about August, you know, or the fall? Uh, so does that mean well, that like we're... Does that mean that you're not going to be doing any of your other stuff, your your stage work or any other things? You're going to be just totally kind of because I mean, we're not going to see you is what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Um, um, I I am always open. I do hit the auditions. I I put myself out there for other kinds of projects just to keep my my sanity because if you're focused on you know just one thing all the time, it can get to you after a while and the different aspects. But I. I keep those those um, muscles flexed. I take classes here and there. But um, if I do book something for the stage, I will absolutely do it. Um, but it will it would have to be for after the summer because I want to devote the summer to shooting the series and getting get the it first done. season done. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really glad can, that. But <laughs> well, I'm just really glad you put this out and you're putting the storyline out there because so many times you know, say, "Oh God, I don't know." My my introduction really to the adult film industry was probably about eight years ago. And, you know, like many other people out there, I had the wrong idea of why people get into the business. You know what I mean? I had the wrong, um, I, was, I was fed the wrong information and I came to the wrong conclusion. And um, after meeting so many people, um, in the industry, such as yourself and others, and kind of knew, found out their stories of like why we, why they, like everybody else, why we choose to go into the business we choose to get into. That that process is no different than any person who said, you know what, I want to be uh, an attorney, I want to be a doctor, I want to, mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. There's no difference mm -hmm. that the that people choose to do what they do or it go into this field primarily, you know, many of them based on intelligent, deductive reasoning and all of that. Mm -hmm. And this show, because you hit upon that, you, you hit upon why should I do this porn thing or should I, you go through this process in this show. And I think it's really yeah. helpful for people like myself back in the day who had the wrong idea of who these models and actors were or are I think this helps right. kind of dispel some of that. Yeah, because uh, like for instance, Leo, my my character, uh, he he's you know got a mountain of bills and he's trying to figure shit out. And oh, sorry if I can say that. Um, yeah, he's can. trying to figure stuff out, and um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, and then he, all of a sudden, boom, his phone rings and there's an opportunity that he's forgotten about. He's knocking on his door, and he's like, well, fuck it, I'm going to go and do it, you know. Mm. Um, and it's the same conversation I've had with a lot. I, I mean, to this day, my the porn that I'm in is still circulating. I get emails and fan letters from all over the world. I, I swear to you, it's it's very it's very humbling when people uh, reach out. And some of them are young, and some of them are, are not very savvy. But there's always one underlying question, like how do I start, and why did you get into it? And mm -hmm. I explain to them, you know. This is a business, and you need to apply yourself and, and approach it just like a business. I've had this conversation with, with Boomer Banks, with um, oh, yeah. so many other guys. Um, even my ex-boyfriend, who's now one of the biggest porn stars ever, Dirk Tabor. He and I created his name when he got into it just on a lark, but he's approached it, Boomer's approached it as a business, and it's led to other opportunities for them. Right. Um, yeah, and Boomer and his fashion. He has a he has a fashion line, and you know. Exactly. Well, I, and that's when the we thing. had that conversation, I said to him, "Listen, for you're going to be famous for a finite number of years, or a little bit of time here. What will you use that time for? Mm -hmm. How will you fix it to benefit you going forward? One day, you're not going to be the hot shit of everybody on everybody's mind. You're not going to be the first person they look. Having a giant appendage doesn't mean that's all you are. Who are you?" That is where, how, how you survive and make it through this business, where you see yourself in 10 years, 20 years. What do you want? Because mm -hmm. it's really about you and how you carry yourself when you approach it. And if you come through, you know, make sure you have a, a, a square head on your shoulders and you're not, you know, just doing this as all fun and games because everybody with a camera and can be, and Internet access can be, you know, make, you know, sex on tape and put it up. 
But if you're going to create something here, you, they need to see that you're, you're serious and then you have opportunities. Because not everyone, like I said, I'm an actor at heart. That's where I came from before I got into porn. Dirk is, is a classically trained musician. His husband is an engineer. Um, a lot of us are, you know. Well, that's my point. And, and yeah. that's my point. It's like, you know, the, all these, all this, right, all this great talent that comes out of all of this. It's, you know, really great. Uh, who knows? What's next? They could write another memoir and do a, and do a show like Mike Drayton is doing, you know. <laughs> I want to thank you for being on the show so much. You've oh, just been a so joy much, to always talk and to catch up and to talk about this wonderful show. Um, now, what's your website that people can go and check up on real quick? Right now, you can find everything Last Call on Facebook. We have our own page. You can also go to the YouTube channel, and there's some great behind-the-scenes stuff right. and some comedy stuff and on there, uh, messing around. Um, you can connect to me on Facebook right now. My profile photo is um, the uh, caricature of a, a beautiful woman with um, an American flag hijab on, so that's how you know it's really me. <laughs> and I also have my uh, fan page is up, so... You can find me there. Um, and that's on Twitter, everywhere, Instagram. And that's D R E Y D E N for you guys out there yeah, who don't for sure how to spell Correct. it last night. Correct. But thank you so much, and we look forward to you. And we'll have you back on when it's uh, full fledged, you know, in the yeah, fall or something, and kind of everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike, and thank you guys out there for tuning in to another episode here of It's Everything. Please make sure that you tell all your friends and check us out again. We are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show. Until next time, y'all, goodbye. Goodbye.